come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the light and glory of God according to God's Word. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And yes, we have turned another calendar year. We welcome you to PNT Podcast Studio 2022. Nothing has changed. We're going to get right down to it, but we hope you had a very happy new year. So let's focus on the lesson today. And we're talking about the light and glory of God. What an awesome lesson. Let's start with some definitions. What is light and what is glory? The natural agent that stimulates sight and makes things visible. A thing that is beautiful, a distinctive, or a special cause for pride, respect, or delight. We can find this biblically in Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Light is used to symbolize God, faith, and holiness through Scripture. As Christians, we are called to not only walk in the light, but to be the light for others. 2021 has left and 2022 has come. Everything you committed to last year was either completed or not. But it goes without saying, it's in the past and to be left in the darkness whence it resides. Let us collectively make a new resolution this year that is super easy to achieve and accomplish my young loyal listeners, the PNT Podcast Show, along with all its listeners, hereby establish our 2022 resolution to live as the light and glory of God. What shall we be if we do that? What will that look like to the world of the lost? The answer to both questions can be found in Job 23 and 10. He knows the ways that I take when he has tested me. I will come forth as gold. We are no different than Job. God revealed Job's love and commitment to God's word to his closest friends in order to reveal his true nature and power to a world of non-believers. Imagine that. I often pondered Job's friend and their reaction to Job's temporary demise. Yes, Job lost everything, his wife, his children, his wealth, everything. All they could see with their fleshly eyes was all that Job's wealth and possessions were removed. And Job stood on his faith that a God no one could see would keep and sustain him. His friends at some point, like I hope your friends will see, is the light and glory of God and not Job. Why? Because no human being could ever be that strong, meaning Job, unless they were filled with the true, wise, and living God himself. Job had the indwelling of God, and therefore Job had the light of God and the glory of God in him, and he knew that because he felt it each and every day of his life. So at some point, I believe Job's friends had to see that. 
Let's turn our attention to Isaiah 43, 6-7. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is great news for all of us young people and my old people. We are all God's glory because he made and formed us. God took very special care to make each and every one of us in our very own unique way. According to scripture, we are beautifully and wonderfully made. Let's not us forget that. Verse 6 resonates in a special way for us. God will speak to your situation and circumstances that have you bound and worried to free you from bondage. He didn't care where it was. He said from the north, he'll call out and to the south, which means he will go to the ends of the earth to free you from whatever is holding you back. God created us to be his glory, to worship him, to be the unyielding light of the world that others may know him. Your love for God should never not be on display for others to see and to be drawn to. So we must display God's light and glory at all times. Your commitment to God should always trump or take priority over whatever your friends may want that is contrary to the kingdom of God. As you notice, I didn't say you had to dismiss your friends. It's just the things that they ask you to do that are contrary. To deny God his glory is to deny that God created or even knew you. I know that was tough and hard to hear, but it's the truth we need to hear. John 8.32 says this, Then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If the truth is what sets us free, then we must live God's truth as light in the world. This allows the world to see and know the truth of God as you know and live it yourselves. So don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after a short break to talk about some practical ways to show the light and glory of God. We are back live in the PNT podcast studio after that short break. Yes, we're going to pick up where we left off. You know, we're talking about the light and glory of God. And I think it's important that we know that we are that. We have to know some ways that we can recognize that we are walking as light in the glory of God that others may see. We must also be conscious that our light is always on. We, may, we must make sure that we flip the switch each and every time people see us. So here's really, <laughs> probably I could sum these six up in one. Never turn it off. How about that? Just, just live a life holy and acceptable to God. See, I can just sum it up right there. If you do that, you are the light and glory of God, and it can be seen, and you know it. But just in case, I got six ways that we can look at this. Number one, you must confess your sin. So first of all, you have to declare your sin so that you can put God's glory on display. You must first declare your sins so that you may display the glory of God because, hey, you, you recognize you had a problem. That was David's point in Psalm 51 and 4. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what was evil in your sight and are blameless when you judge. So basically, David recognized that he had sinned against God. And so he, you know, repented of his sin. He told God he was sorry. So we must first confess it. Number two, we must forgive others. Our God is a forgiving God. Psalm 130. When we forgive others, we are proclaiming his passion and eagerness to forgive. 
It has been said that we are never more godlike than when we forgive. That is why the Lord places so much emphasis on forgiving others in the disciples' prayers in Matthew 6, 12, and 14 and 15. Forgiving others puts his glory on display. Number three, if God does all things for our good, and he does, then demonstrating our trust in him puts his nature and character on display. We reflect who he is. At the end of his life, I'm talking about Paul here, he recounts how the Lord stood with him and strengthened him and rescued him from, from every evil deed in 2 Timothy 4. Trusting God declares his glory. Number four, produce fruit. Jesus says, my father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, John 15 and 8. Living a life that adorns God's attributes puts his glory on display. When his communicable attributes are reflected in our lives, it not only produces fruit, but it glorifies God. We, we, we got to keep that light on so others may find God because they can't find God if there's no light to be seen. Number five, Psalm 50 and 23 says this, He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving glorifies me. Expressions of gratitude to God sets his glory on a pedestal. Now, that, see what I'm saying? That lifted God's glory up for others to see. Thanksgiving directs our focus on the one who is the giver of every good and perfect gift, James 1. Thanksgiving acknowledges that and hereby reflects his glory. And number six, we must pray. We must talk to God. We must spend some time with God. In, in meditation, you must spend some time with God. And the best way to do it is to pray. Like giving thanks, prayer shines the spotlight on God's attributes of goodness and his omnipotence because he's all everything. The Lord encourages, invites us to call upon him in the day of trouble. And I will rescue you and you will glorify me. Psalm 50. In John 14, he adds, whatever you ask in my name that I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So look, I, I really like this though. If we call on him in that day of trouble, he will rescue us. By the rescue, he will be glorified. And whatever we ask in his name, he will do. I don't want you to get it twisted, my young little listeners. You just can't be going to God all willy-nilly, asking whatever you want. You got to be living right. You got to be a Christian. You got to be a child of God for God to give you these things. And you must, more importantly, must have faith and you must believe. So these six things go hand in hand as we show the glory of God. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? Great, Mr. Bennett. Thank you so much for that. We enjoyed that. However, today in our um, session, we did something a little different. We were chatting about the new year and if any of them had made a resolution, you know, something that they would like to achieve this year. There were a few who said they had made a resolution. I wanted to stress to them, and I did, that if they don't meet their resolution, do not get depressed about it. Just know that you are doing and did your very best to stay on track. So many people put pressure on themselves to fulfill resolutions that are sometimes, listen to me, sometimes impossible. The pressure can be so overwhelming that it drives people to depression. Be very careful not to put that kind of pressure 
pressure on yourself or allow other people to put that pressure on you. Now, with that said, maybe we can make a resolution together that doesn't put pressure on either of us. Yes, we, you and I. Our resolution this year is to stay hopeful. We're going into the second year of this coronavirus pandemic, and guess what? We made it this far. Thank God for that. I know that some of you have seen things that you've never seen before. I know that some of you have lost family members or friends, and that has been so heart-wrenching for you, and I'm so sorry for your loss. In the Bible, Psalm 3124 gives us a nugget to hold on to. It tells us to be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. So with all that we've seen and all that we have and are still experiencing, we can still have hope in the Lord. So let's not give up, but let's hope for a better year. Let's hope for better health, both mentally and physically. Let's hope that our Lord and Savior will strengthen our hearts so much so that we don't even think about giving up, but that we press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, that we continue the race of joy and with joy. No, for some of us, things didn't work out the way we thought they would in 2021. But remember... God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. We must have hope that all of the blessings and miracles that we were expecting, God will give them to us in his time. One thing that God told me back in November, and I shared with you, he said, you do not have to be perfect, but you must be perfectly aligned for my blessings. Now, that's some good stuff. You need to write that down and hold on to it and keep it close to your heart this year. Again, you do not have to be perfect, but you must be perfectly aligned for my blessings. Yep, that's a whole new message for us to chat about later. I pray for your perfect alignment in 2022. And don't forget, we answer your questions or read your comments on the fourth or fifth week of each month. Don't worry, you can remain anonymous, no pressure. Drop us a line at pntpodcast2020 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. In summary, the importance of being the light and glory of God. When we consciously make a decision to come out from the shadows to be seen by the world, we are truly living as God intended us to, to be the beacon of hope that people need to see. We are allowing God's glory and light to be seen by those that are lost and looking for a way out of their current situations for something better called salvation. When we do live as the light of God, we can answer the age-old question presented back in Psalm 24 and 8. Who is the King of glory? And we shall answer, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. The fundamental principle of Christianity is to be what God is, and He is light. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques is used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.